Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Young and Adulting podcast. We are in season six. And we're going to be talking all around the phrase, what I wish I knew. Man, I, I could even already think back into my life of my high school years and childhood years, being a young adult now, what I wish I knew about mortgage payments and taxes and that not everything comes free at Publix that you point to your parents and say you really want it. But I'm excited that you don't get to hear from me today. You get to hear from two very special leaders in the Church of Christ Fellowship uh, and beyond. They are no stranger to our house. And so I'm going to introduce to some, present to all, uh, the Rex and Renee Cole are in the building. If we had an encore, we would be clapping right now. They would be hurrahing. Uh, Thank you so much uh, for making the time to be with us. I already know that the listeners are going to be deeply invested in and cared for just because that's how you've led your lives and your marriage and your ministry. So if you would, could you just take a moment and introduce yourselves, uh, potentially how you met and how did you get to Christ Fellowship ministering together? Well, I'm Rex. (laughs) That's simple, that easy. I'm Rex. And um, we met at work. Uh, We were working. I was um, over a security detail, and Renee was working in the same building and the office. And I had to pass her office continuously. He had to. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, when I passed office, I would sometimes talk with her. And uh, it was uh, it was a very interesting time and a very interesting office that we worked at. But when I would talk with her, I just got to know her a little bit more and more and more. And um, as we talked, I told her that I can I'm not going to ask you out on a date. <laughs> you told uh, her I'm that. Not, I'm not going to ask. You're going to have to ask me out on a oh. date. And so I waited for a while and. Um, then she asked me out on a date. That wasn't really a date. <laughs> <laughs> and we went out, but it was like three months after that, I saw her every day. He wouldn't go away, Amanda, yeah. he wouldn't go away. <laughs> and so that's how we met. And when I met her, I was I was in, in church, and actually I was a leader in church. The church I was going to, she didn't like, and the church she was going to, I didn't like. <laughs> Not that it wasn't good preaching at both places, we just didn't like it. Her service was too long, and my service was <laughs> too short. And uh, so we we met there, and we just continued to date. And it was very interesting. One of the things that we said at a young age we have to find a place where we could be together, where we can um, have friends together, and we will have something in yeah. common together. That was one of the most important things, um, because my friends, she really didn't want, I didn't want her to be around them too much, and I didn't want to be around them a lot. And uh, her friends, uh, they some of them were in church, some of them weren't, but it was important to me um, that we had a foundation uh, that we uh, know what God wanted from us. Yeah, yeah, and and it's so funny. So let me say the first thing. He really did. We worked together. We were young adults, you know, yeah. in our twenties, and um, 
I don't know if we even really talked about it. We didn't go to church together. As a matter of fact, he was a young leader already in his church. Mm-hmm. And I was in a season in my life where I was, I knew Jesus, but I was really looking for something and I didn't know what I was looking mm-hmm. for. So I um, was going from place to place with different friends and, and, and searching. And so we really didn't talk about the building church, but we just got to know each other, like what was important to us and all those kind of things. And of course, as you understand, as after we went out for the next three weeks or months or whatever it was, there was a lot to talk about because he always left Three months every day. He left things in my office. It was not planned. It was not planned. <laughs> Young adults, be careful of the she person who follows you. She called us Yeah, I might end up married with kids later. But 30-some years later, we're still together. So you're, you're good stuff. It was great. That. But it was really and truly, we, we would talk about it. And I think what was in- interesting for me, I was in school. Um, I was pursuing my, you know, my career. I was working two jobs and going to school. I was very serious about what I was doing um, and, and, and intentional. But I wasn't intentional about the things he was intentional about. He knew that he was called. Um, I just was looking for a deeper something in Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I would have to say about you, which is actually hilarious, but it's good for me, is that he also knew um, more than I did what mm-hmm. what he wanted. Um, and I'd seen church, um, but it wasn't about the building. It was something that I was looking for in a connection with mm-hmm. me. And he knew that. He could sense that there was something. He also knew um, what he wanted out of life. And as a matter of fact, on our first date, it was hilarious. He told my sister as I went upstairs to get a shawl um, for our very boring first outing. That's why I say it wasn't a date. (laughs) Um, But we had a great time. It was a formal. He told my sister, you know, I'm going to marry that girl. Mm. Wow. So sure enough, what ended up happening is we grew closer in friendship. Then we started knowing, talking about the things we wanted, the things we needed, the things that were missing. So for me, it was more missing. For him, it was more what he had. But what was awesome was that we were both open to compromise, and I would go with him to his church. Um, And it's not that I didn't like his church. It just I didn't feel at home. And he went to my church, and it didn't feel at home. But the commonality was that we were looking for a, a place to go and experience God together. You know, Christ Fellowship is wonderful because there's so many ways and and life groups and and things that are happening here that you can get connected and um and you can meet people in in the church. But we weren't in the same church. We were in the same workspace. Mm-hmm. What stood out to me as we were even thinking about today um, was that it wasn't what he said; it's what he did. Mm-hmm. I, his character, I think, is what I saw. Um, he didn't really talk about it. It was what showed up. Yep. I'd seen people talk about it. And then if you look at their life, and especially as a young adult, we, yep. we're we looking, we're analyzing, we are looking for what's authentic, right? Yeah. And it was something that was authentic about him and, and bold, mm. <laughs> and bold, and I, and I liked it. And so here we are. Yeah, it was great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, as young adults, um, I would even say after you guys got married uh, and started navigating life decisions together, where would you say the role of hearing God's voice, uh, where did that play a role in your marriage, but also as individuals? Um, It was center. Mm -hmm. So what we decided was, look, we're, you know, you're successful in your career. By that time, I was out of college and I had um, begun uh, a successful career in corporate America. Um, But remember, I was the one who knew when stuff, something was missing. And I Mm -hmm. remember saying to him, this is pretty, this is nice, but none of this matters if we don't have 
a mm. connection. So we were intentional about as intentional as he was about following me for three months. Um, <laughs> we every Sunday we would go and we'd say, okay, this Sunday where are we going to go? We'll go to your church. We'll go, we'll go visit other churches. So we knew then that it was important. And I think, looking back, that was the Holy Spirit convicting us. I didn't know that was his voice mm. because we used to have a, a, a saying during those wonderful young adult years of newlywed and buying homes and, and establishing friends and community that we would work hard and do what? And we would play hard. That Love was it. our motto, right? So we work hard and play hard. But when you're young and you're in your 20s and you're in your 30s, you really think that you're all in the for better stage. It's going to last mm. forever. Um, you can't imagine that something's going to get for worse. Mm. So had we not set that as a priority, um, when life continued to happen, and it will happen, right, um, we wouldn't have had a foundation for it. So I, I would say, Rex, what do you think? I think it was central. Mm. And those Sundays were the most important things that we ever did because mm. when we found a church home, we were we were there was home. There, yeah. there was a foundation. There was an anchor, and we weren't alone mm. in the happy times and then for the trying times that would come. And that part was important that we really? wouldn't be alone. Yes, mm. uh, that we had community. That yes. we had people around us, yep. people we did life with uh, that had the same mindset that we were, you know, searching, we were searching for God. Even though I was a leader in church, I'm still searching mm. to be closer to him. And in searching for him, uh, when we found him, we found others that found mm. him also. Yes. That's great. And we had to have that because there were things that I was dealing with in life um, I was a hostage negotiator and an over security teams, and I had to hear God uh, in the negotiations. I had to hear God when I had someone with a, a gun up against someone's wow. head. I had to hear God. God, what do you want to say? I know what the I know what I've been trained to do. I know all the training and schooling I've had for. But what, God, how do I work That's through right. this? So I had to learn how to hear God, and I, I know hearing God is one thing. But hearing and following oh, what you've heard yeah, is great. something different. Yeah. Yep. And that part was important. So when we we came together and after we got married, we had to find a place where we both were. So as we were hearing God, we would hear him together. Yeah. And sometimes she would hear hmm. him and I wouldn't hear. Hmm. Or I would hear and she wouldn't hear. But we could come together and we could talk about it. And to, so we could be led mm. properly. I think it's also important because even though we found church home together where we could serve, I was what we would call now, <laughs> you know, dream. I was a dream team person. I was just a worker. I didn't want to be up front. I, I just wanted to work. Um, and so we learned to pray together, to work together. But it was important, given his line of work mm. and how our life would evolve, that I learned not just to pray together, because we did mm. and we do. Amen. <laughs> Jeez, we do. But I had to also to learn to pray, have a relationship myself. Yeah, right. Sorry. So, um, so he talks about what he would do. Well, he's gone, so I had to pray and say, mm. Lord, I, you know. So his hand is not in my hand, but mm. I'm going to have to trust him mm. that he's going to be in yeah. your hand. You know. Yeah. So there, there's a time when, um, as you grow in your relationship, that you put the things, the people that you love the most, mm. and that was scary. I learned at some points at night to say, say my prayers and say, God, you've got him, mm. and and bring him back home, mm. right? And I, at the, by this time, we were having children, we had children, and 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 all those kinds of things, and I had a lot of responsibility in my job, so it was not just important. It was important that we prayed together, but I think what was key, Amanda, was that 
we learn to pray. We learn yeah. the power yeah. of prayer and our own relationship, yeah. not just for us, because like growing up, remember I told you something was missing. Mm. You know, you learn Jesus loves me, this I know. The Bible tells me so. Yeah, he loves me. Mm. But what else does that mean? He loves right. me. Do I love him? How do I love him? Mm. Um, how do I show that I love and him? And how do I yeah. show that? How do I, other people know that I yeah, love yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so life would, it would end up um, revealing itself and I would grow in that, right? Mm. Um, to know how to pray, um, not just when I wanted something or to talk mm. to him, not just when I needed something, but that I could talk to him. So. Yeah. It's important. I'm curious to know, because I can only imagine the listeners uh, might be thinking, that's so cool that they hear from God. And they might think, is it an audible voice? Like, how does he, what is it like when they're actually hearing from God when they use that term? So if you could, would you just share with me what it's looked like in your lives of getting to recognize the voice of God? What does that actually look like when you would say, I've heard from God or God spoke to me? That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, that's good. Some people say they hear audibly from God. Yeah. Um, I've learned that I hear from God through experiences. Mm. I hear from God through His Word. Um, I heard from God when I got my calling mm. to go into full time ministry. Yeah. And that was um, loud. it was it was very loud. <laughs> and I decided to make a deal with God. Mm. Okay, God, I'll, I'll go into full time ministry after I retire. Because I was on this, uh, I was very successful in my uh, in the career, and and I was on a path mm. to leadership. I was his collateral damage as he was <laughs> yeah. trying to bargain with it. God. I you tell God wait, but anyway, right. right, right. And so when I heard from God, I went through Scripture, mm. and I went through Scripture, and it verified what I heard, mm. the experiences I had. I went through scripture and it verified, oh yeah, those experiences, God is trying to mm. get your attention. Um, remember I said that it's one thing to hear from God and another thing yeah. to, so I made a bargain with God. God, when I retire, that's when I'll go into full time. I think it was about three, four months later, mm. I um, had an uh, episode with the heart and mm. I ended up retiring. And wow. so I followed my part, and God has always kept his word. Yeah. And so hearing from God is one thing we know when we hear from God. Matter of fact, he says in John 10, 27, my sheep know my voice, yeah. and I know them. And what? They hear my voice. Huh. They follow me. Huh. Okay. It was interesting. It says, and I know them. And so not only do we hear his voice, he knows how to speak yeah. to us. Mm. He knows how to speak to us through, um, through people. Yeah. He knows how to speak to us because he created us. He knows all about us. He knows how to speak to us through, uh, whether it's audible, through scripture, mm. or, or just being outside and that little bird lands next to you and you're looking at him, you're wondering, why is this bird next to me? He knows how to speak to us. Mm because he knows us. Mm. The key is, are we listening to him? Mm. And are we going to follow what he says? That's good. And, and especially like for me, let me just, let's just be real. Mm. Um, listening and following, I had to come to the revelation in my journey that I heard, like a lot, many of our kids, vacation Bible school, I, <laughs> I grew up, church was across the street <laughs> from our house when we grew up. No excuses for not going to church. <laughs> so we would go to church, 
And I know he spoke to Elijah, and I know he spoke to Moses, and I knew, hmm. but I did not hear from the pulpit of the church I was I was raised in about an experience, communications, and connection hmm. with a now God yeah. hmm. that wants to talk to me, not just the people in the Bible. Hmm. So um, for me, that revelation hmm. didn't come. Um, I had to know he speaks. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it about 27 wow. years old, reading a book and talking about Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And it blew mm. my mind. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We talk about God. Mm. We talk about salvation. Mm. I know there's Jesus. Who is this Holy Spirit? Mm. Whoa. <laughs> mind blowing. And and once I realized that there was the triune God, there was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that's when I knew what I was missing. That's why I couldn't hear him. I mm. would go to Bible study, and Rex mm. would teach like a little Bible study, and I ran our kitchen table with some of our friends, right? Mm. And we would get together, and we'd talk about the Bible, and, you know, eat food and talk and whatever. And I would look and go, how does he know that? I, I didn't get that out of that. Mm. Because I could, I, mm. intellectually, I was trying to work it through. Wow. But once I realized the power of the Holy Spirit and I spent time with him and he was a person and he was, by the way, he's always been there. I was out of position, yeah. right? So once I realized that he wanted to know me, I said, I only know two parts. I know that I'm saved. I believe in Jesus. I yeah. know he created me. He loves me. But my, my journey, Amanda and Rex, with hearing from the Holy Spirit, from God, was when I realized the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. That then required my very shy self Hmm. to slow down. Hmm. So I had to learn that he existed and he wanted to talk to me. Wow. And then when I would go back and read, I would put my name in it. It's okay. He what he said in First Kings chapter 19, it wasn't in the fire, it wasn't when it was in a still voice. Yeah. I'm waiting for, you know, I, I, I would look at a, a cloud and say, are you there? You know, <laughs> are, are you there? I'm waiting for thunder, but sometimes it was just in that still hmm. voice. I love people and I love God. I was always around people. My family is very social, huge huge African-American, Native American family. Um, and we always had family and cousins around. For most people, when that when you're used to a lot of people around, church, family, when people are gone, you feel lonely. When For me, because I now had an understanding and I was developing a relationship that I had longed for, mm. it was when people were gone that I heard him. Wow. Because it was too much noise. Mm. So I learned, I learned that wow. he would speak to me. Then I learned to linger in him. Wow. And then I learned to listen. Mm -mm. What, I've, what I have learned, and if I could go back, I wish I could tell you, and I, anybody who's listening that thinks, oh, I hear God and everything's going to be fine because if I hear him, he's going to order my steps. He does. He orders your steps. Um, he doesn't want to withhold anything from you. Jeremiah says he has plans for you, mm -hmm. right? What I figured out and now is in hindsight, if I knew that then, I wouldn't have made some of the mistakes. But yeah. Some of the mistakes that I made in times that I wasn't operating in the spirit, so discernment wasn't working. Mm. I've made mistakes that let me hear him even better. Mm. I remember when Rex was a young pastor, uh, a lead pastor in our church in one of the churches in the Washington, D.C. area, and we had a, a young woman who didn't understand. And that's why I'm glad you're taking the time to talk about God speaking and the Holy Spirit revealing something to you. And Rex was in touch with the Holy Spirit, and he would give him this word, and the word would be so point on spot on where people say, oh my God, how did you know that, Pastor? Mm. He said, I prayed and said, Lord, what would you have me to say mm. today? Well, one young woman 
Jane. She was a young adult. I wish she came to me before she left, but she did. Um, and she came and she says, oh, my goodness, Pastor Rex preached a sermon. He told all about my business. He he didn't talk about her business. God was taking care of her yeah. business right. because he cared about her just that wow. much. And so I think the fact that we have to realize that we can't tell him how to speak wow. or when to speak, but to be available oh, that's it. to know it. The final thing I would say, in hindsight, what I wish I knew is how important it is to grow in my own spirituality, because hmm. he is who he is, same yesterday, today, and forevermore. As I perfect, as I learn, as I grow, I know more of his word, his word is his way, and his word is his wisdom hmm. to me. So if I hear a voice, and I'm sure the listeners, you, me, all of us, if we're honest, hmm. not just as young adults, but even as older adults or mature adults, there are times when we hear something go, God, is that you? Hmm. I've learned the first thing to do is to say, wait a minute. Does this align with his character? Yeah. Does this align? If something comes to me or someone, so you've got to watch who you listen to. Hmm. God told me to say, no. Hmm. If God told you, if someone comes to you and he says, the Lord told me to line it up with the word of God. Yeah. Try that right. spirit by the spirit. Hmm. And I've learned the importance of knowing his word because that is the litmus test. And then I ask hmm. myself this question. God is speaking. Is that his word? And if it's, if it's his word and I want to listen and obey, mm -hmm. what is its purpose? Is this is this harvest? Mm -hmm. Is this heaven sent or is this hell sent? Is God telling me, if you do this, this is going to be the harvest? Is he telling me warning mm -hmm. because this is something else? Or is he blessing me and just blessing me? And so that comes with maturity and in time, but being, being honest. And only when spending time with God can you know that. I think the fact that we hear God, we need to hear more of his word. One of the ways to know his voice, and I wish I'd known that as a younger adult, I learned it as an older young adult, mm. um, yes, is okay. to know him. Yeah. He's, he's your friend. He is. And the way you know your friend's voice, you mm. know what your friend's saying, you know the way your friend thinks, mm. especially mm. your close friends. So is to be close to him. And I was at a conference, and um, he says, the way I know God is I know my friend, mm. and I talk to him. And I said, I've got to know him more mm. than just a friend, but I need to know him as a close, personal friend. Mm. friend. And so the, what I did, I started reading I got in the book of Matthew, Mark, mm. Luke, John. I went through and I wanted to know what did he do? What did he say? Why did he say it? When did he say it? So I would know his voice. Yeah, so I could right. hear him. Uh, with my kids, when they were little, they would be at a playground, a lot of kids playing. <laughs> and I could yell for them all day. They would ignore me. But if I whistled, I just said it wasn't a whistle mm. like you would whistle anywhere. I had a specific whistle. Mm. They would stop. Did in the tracks and look, they knew I. They knew hmm. it was me calling them, and so we have to know him and know him closely, know him intimately, to know his voice, to hear his voice, and to know what he's saying to us and how. What do we do with it after he says it? But you know what's good that you pointed out. I think Amanda and Rex is that he's a friend, but then the example you use takes it to the next step to say he's a father. Yeah. Mm. He's right. Yeah. Yeah. We we know our fathers. We know what we know our parents' voice. And I think he hears us when we're happy, celebrates. He hears us when we cry. Yeah. I know we think about our children and I know when our kids would be on a playground. It could be a lot of children. And you hear a child cry, go, That's my child. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. That's what you would do with our kids. And that's how I think the character that I saw in you when we were young adults and trying to adulting was mm-hmm. that, that you were living out how God, his relationship is with us. He hears us when we call. He hears, he's there even before we do. Yeah. Um, but we know his voice. And yeah. so, yeah, he is our friend and he is our father. And we know our parents' voice. I love yeah. that. Y'all have said so much that I wish I was able to take notes while listening at the same time. And I, and I hope everybody's catching it. You might have to even re-listen to it. But you've brought up how you can hear God's voice through community. Yes. That he actually entrusts his voice to other carriers, messengers, yes. through his word. Yeah. You can also hear his his voice through his presence, yes. which there's something you said that I want to make sure that our young adults hear. I kept hearing this phrase, the voice of God, the antidote to loneliness. Hmm. Because as you were talking about how when there's people around you, that's typically when you don't feel alone. But it was when people left and you were left with God's presence that you were actually able to experience s- something deeper and more satisfying yes. than the presence of people, which was the voice of God. Yes. And I think that's a word for somebody, somebody listening who has somebody. been feeling lonely. Yeah. I believe you're right. Yeah. And I will say, um, I am a type A person, um, but I do know what loneliness feels like. Mm. You can be yeah. in a crowd and still be alone. Mm-hmm. You can be in a church and still be alone. Yep. Yeah. And so the efforts that we have to take to connect with God and connect with his people. But one of the things that I learned, um, and that I will share with whoever needs to hear that, is even when you think that you're alone, you're not, yeah. because he will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. I remember at about 31, hmm. um, and I had our first major tsunami crisis in our lives um, um, with, with with our family and one of our children, and um, and then the same year diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Um, that, that There's times, and I, I want to be honest about this, where we talk about hearing God and know that he's near, but there's also times where you go, where are you? Yep. I got to the where are you. Excuse me, I just found you. We're doing great. Yeah. Where, where are you? Yep. Like, I love you. I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm living as holy as I can. I'm not perfect. Mm. Where are you? And he's like, I'm right here. Hmm. And so one of our members... Um, Mothers, I found myself alone. Um, Rex was working. We had children. We were doing what we needed to do. And I got a, um, uh, I may date myself, guys. I got a piece of mail, and um, and in that mail was a CD. And the CD was from her worship leader. Hmm. Uh, I didn't know this woman. She's from Nashville. I never met her. She said, I hear from, I hear from my daughter that you're, you're not at church right now, that they say you're out sick. No one knows what's going on. She said, the Holy Spirit told me that, one, a woman listening. Yeah. So community doesn't have to be right here. This is someone I've never met. Hmm. And she said to me, she says, I hope that this is a blessing to you. And I was so lonely. I was so by myself. The enemy was speaking to me in my ears. He says, you know what? Rex is going to come to Florida. I had moved here by now. And he's going to find you. And you're going to, this is what's going to happen. And you're going to be alone. And this, and the enemy would be in my ear. And I and I would say, I would bind it. So that's not the voice of God. I would do my part, but it takes other people. That's why we need community groups. We need to be a part. Because someone sent me something. I'm doing everything I know. I'm praying. I needed somebody to strengthen me. Mm. Right? He's the antidote for loneliness. Mm. And this, I put this CD in, and I remember today that one song, and I never looked at it this way, and it said, the song was called, I Will Practice Your Presence. Mm. In perfect surrender. What? Mm. Practice your presence. I had also learned to be in his presence to prepare. Hmm. By this time, I was teaching and preaching and doing things. And every time I was with the Lord, it was I was asking him for something, just hmm. selfish. Yeah. Please give me a workshop. What do I preach for Women's Day? What are we going to do for this weekend? Hmm. What do we, you know, it was all give wow. me something so that I thought I was doing the right thing. 
because I was hearing from him so I could give it back. Wow. But I wasn't taking anything in wow. to replenish my soul. Mm. It was all about what I was going to deliver to someone else. Mm. And it was only through that sickness and through that isolation wow. that God did not cause, but he allowed. Yep. And he let it work together for my good that I learned to practice. Wow. His presence in perfect surrender. When I came out, I got chills just thinking about it. I knew him. I thought I knew him. Oh, but now I know him. Mm-hmm. Now I know he's there. He's comforting me. He's there when I go to sleep. He's there when I wake up. It is the antidote to loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is when we seek him and call on his name, we'll find him because he loves you just that much. Mm-hmm. And it was in those most difficult times, most difficult times, when I asked, yes, I did. God, where are you? Mm-hmm. And then I shut up. Mm. so that he could answer me, yeah, answer me. And he said, here I am. Mm. And there are times when you will feel lonely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when our son had his accident, he was in the hospital in Delaware, and Renee was in the bed with my uh, daughter, who wasn't born yet. Uh, she was bedridden mm. during this time. And so I had to go from our home to Delaware, Mm. which was about almost a two-hour run, and that you feel lonely. You know, you're going to see your son who's in a coma. Your wife's home trying to maintain the wound, Mm. the baby to be born. And that loneliness, you you wonder, God, where are you? Mm -hmm. And during that drive, is when I would have that conversation. Mm. Would I hear from him? Many times I didn't. But there was one time he says, I'm with her Mm. and I'm with him Mm. and you at the same time. And it gave me peace knowing that when I'm lonely, Mm. he will be right there if I seek him. He says that if we seek him, Mm. we'll find him. And so many people are seeking, seeking something. I was. What we're really doing is seeking the peace, hmm. the tranquility, yep. the, the, the love of God to let us know in those rough times and in those joyous times. He celebrates with us too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that he's hey, right God. there with he's us. He's right yeah. there. And we're not alone. Hmm. And so when, when I feel alone, and there have been times I feel alone, I just had to seek At my son's funeral, I felt alone, but I had to seek him when I sought him. He revealed himself to me, Mike. And in times of financial need, you feel alone. No one's there to help you, but seek him, and he will show you that he is right there. He he cares about you. He he loves us, and he's right there for us. That's the truth. Yeah. Man, I'm just simmering on everything that y'all shared and I think what's most beautiful is that um, by the time this story has gotten to your lips it was first lived through your lives and so everything that you're sharing about the voice of God he's revealed that to you oh yeah and so you're not even like proclaiming fairy tales you're recalling history of God's faithfulness over your life and I just want to encourage anybody who might be listening um, that God is writing history in real time right now uh, and he wants you to be a part of that that's right by recognizing his voice, and there's so many different ways that he wants to reach you. There's so many ways that he wants to connect with you. And something else that you had said that I hope encourages our listeners 
is that God knows your language. Yes, yeah. he does. Oh, even yes, while does. you're learning his. That's right. That's he knows so... your language, even while you're still learning to recognize and to communicate his language back to him. Well, in the few moments that we have left, um, I would love to switch gears just a little sure. bit. I think you guys have a good legacy in the making. We'll call it a golden legacy in the making. Is that better? That's we'll good. cut all that's the better. other stuff out. This is that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing you I keep. I like gold. I like golden, process. exactly. Golden. Don't yeah. we love it? They both can come better so, out of the process. In all of the life that you have seen, what would you say is a fashion item or something that was made that you think we need to bring back? Let me say a fashion item that I think we never should bring back. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> I remember and uh, when we got married, the fashion item were at, you know, many colors and uh, the shirts had many colors on them. They were diamonds and squares and circles and, you know, it's like, no, just keep it there. Keep it in the past. Let, let it just rest there. I love it's, it. Uh, I that, love I, it. I, what we should never bring. Okay. I like <laughs> it. And then the pants are matched it. No, definitely. <laughs> what about you? Is there anything that you fashion or it could be something that was made? CDs, by the way, it was uh, Apple Music and Spotify before Apple Music and Spotify existed. I know. Existed. Dating myself Mentioned. just to try. Right. <laughs> what would I like to come back? What we could bring back that would be just fantastic? Our stack shoes. Stack shoes? Yes. Yes. I love shoes and clothes anyway, huh. but... They have them, not just the heels, Amanda, the, yeah. but the, the heels and then the, the heels. Then the, so I actually bought a pair. I have to have some now that, that they're back in style, and they're, but they really, really should come back in style. I love it. Because then I'm at least 5'6 when I'm talking <laughs> to you. That's it. That's it. I like looking up to you, but it might be nice to have eye. This is nice sitting here. She loves high heels. There yeah, it is. I know, there we Stack go. shoes. There we Stack go. shoes and then don't bring back. Don't bring back. Multicolored. Multicolored. But don't think it's going to keep closer or higher no. in holiness. It doesn't. It just <laughs> okay. might look better. No correlation there. No correlation there. We don't want to give you false expectations. I love that. Hey, <laughs> I cannot thank you both enough. And I know our audience, if they're in the room, they would be cheering, 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 cheering with uh, just the investment that you both have made. I know that it is going to reap a harvest in our listeners' lives. So I just want to thank you both uh, for just being available to have the conversation. And for those of you, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Young and Adulting podcast. Uh, Every single week, we're going to have a brand new episode in season six. So stay tuned. And if you're not following us, go ahead and follow. And if you haven't liked it, you know you like it. So you might as well like it. And we will tune in with you uh, coming up next week for another episode of the Young and Adulting podcast. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.